Today, I would like to talk to you about facing challenging times in our lives. We all face difficult times or challenging times in our life. I believe that every single one of us, no matter if we are rich, poor, housewife, businessman, whatever it may be, I believe every single one of us are going to face challenging times in our lives. And I don't believe that just because, I believe it. I believe that just because Jesus said it himself. He said that in him, we will have peace. But while we're in this world, we would have troubles. But he said, be of good cheer. Because he has overcome the world. So every single one of us, no matter who we are again, we're going to encounter difficulties in this life. And we're going to encounter challenges in this life. I know that one of the things or a couple of things that sparked this desire in my heart to go ahead and share with you about this, not to cause you to be fearful or anything like that, or not to use any scare tactic, but to help you understand that just because we are in Christ doesn't mean that we are immune to hard times and hardships in this life. We're going to have them. but we can be confident and sure that God will be with us as we go through them. I believe that this nation and the world, I believe that we're in store for harder days. I believe that we can look at situations to really let us know that we are in for tougher times. Watching CNN saw where within the last month four four southern state states in the in, in the south have encountered twen- uh, twenty four tornadoes. 24 tornadoes within one month. Four different places. We have an economy that is on the downside. Whether we want to believe that or not, it's in a down slope. We have people who are losing their lives daily. Because they are around the world fighting in wars. Riding on my way home on Friday, I was hearing where a pastor was in India 
And this pastor was just sharing how hundreds of people were literally homes burned and torched. People killed because of their faith. Friends, again, my job here today is not to try and use some scare tactic on you. But my hope here today is that when we see these challenges come in our lives, that we will be able to overcome them. Not in our own strength, but with God's help. It's clear. In the Bible, we can see many who had very hard challenges in their lives. Give you a few examples. How about the Israelites? And their number of years of, ins- of ins- and slavery to the Egyptians. But God brought them through their situation. How about Joseph? Just an honest, hardworking guy. But he had challenges in his life. And he overcame them. We can go on to the New Testament. We find Paul, the apostle. Paul said to the church of Corinth, guys, you cannot believe, you cannot believe how distressing this is being in my life in preaching the gospel when he was in Asia. Paul said that they were so persecuted, they were persecuted beyond death. They faced the sentence of death in their bodies. But through the prayer of the saints, God brought them through it. David was another one that faced difficulties and challenges in his life. Just as well as all of these saints faced the challenges, we better get ready to face them ourselves. Today, I hope to be able to help you and myself to learn how we can persevere through these challenges. We're going to read in Psalms chapter 4 today. (laughs) I have my Bible right off here. Somebody took my Bible. (laughs) Steve, the guilty one. Thank you. <laughs> okay, folks, raise your Bible up if you brought your Bible today. <laughs> okay, tell your neighbor, say, I'm glad I brought my Bible today. <laughs> Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4, and we will read from verse 1 to 8. Psalm chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. The Bible reads like this. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. 
Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your hearts and be still. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when there were grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word will transform our mind. God, and your word will cause us to be people of faith. Lord, as we practice what your word says, Father, I pray that you would help me by your Holy Spirit to deliver your word, Lord, so that your people would understand your word and your people's faith would not rest upon my wisdom, but your people's faith will rest on the power of God. Father, I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. So we obviously have King David here praying. And David is not having a real easy time here. David is under a real difficult situation, he and the people of Israel. They're under a very difficult situation. And David cries out to his God. And he asks God for relief. And I want you to notice how you see from the psalm and from David's prayer how confidence in his God is oozing from him. David says that we are the righteous people and God will answer my prayer. And the Bible goes on to say it even at the end of David's prayer. David, he reclines and he says, I'm going to go on, on to sleep in peace. Even though all of these things are going on around me and all of this may be happening, I'm going to sleep in peace. Oh, I can tell you, friends, we have many people who are concerned because that gas price is tipping on up to four bucks. Only tornadoes are whirling around everywhere, wiping out different kinds of things. People are growing concerned every single day. And how can we handle these challenges that come to us? How can we handle these hardships that come to us? Believe that we can learn some things from David here that really would help us in our time of hardship. As I said, David's prayer is one of confidence in his God. We look at verse 1. Who does David make his request to? He says, oh, righteous God. And the thing that we need to understand about the word righteousness or righteous here. And most of the Psalms, we see the word righteous used in, this, in, the, in the aspect of someone, a God being faithful 
to act on behalf of his people in situations. God has made a commitment that he will honor his word. That's why he says, I'm not a liar of my word. I will keep my word with my people. One thing that we need to really know and understand when we are facing hardship, we are facing troubling times or challenges in our life, is that God will be faithful to us. We need to remember the faithfulness of God. Some of the other people had forgot about the faithfulness of God. They had begun, verse 2, they had begun to turn and run and go after false gods. Because they had forgot about God being faithful to them. And David was so confident in his God being so faithful, he rebuked them. He said, stop running after those other gods. What can they do? They cannot bring you no relief. That's probably what exactly the words of David. Some say, what do you mean, running after gods? Running after idols. We normally think of idols as some kind of carved image, which is true. But we also need to think of an idol in the sense of anything that takes the place, first place of God in our lives. It has become an idol to us. And David is saying, stop running after your gods. Trust in the faithfulness of your God. So when the economy still goes down and down and down, keep trusting in the faithfulness of your God. When you're on that sick bed and you're in the hospital, and are having some kind of relative that may be going through some sickness, and instead of losing hope, keep trusting in the faithfulness of your God. To those who are in situation, maybe a marriage, where you see, oh, this is no hope, but this is a challenge for me every single day. Keep on trusting in the faithfulness of your God. Don't give up. Don't Go running somewhere else trying to get relief. But keep trusting in the faithfulness of your God. David says in verse 3, Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. And God will answer him. God has made a promise to you. He has made a promise to you. He says if you will keep walking with him, no matter what your situation may be, he will be faithful to you. He will, in fact, he goes on to say in the scripture, I will never leave you or forsake you. No matter what situation that we are going through, what, how much of a trying time that we're going through, he has said he will never leave you or forsake you. Too bad that we sometimes have people in our lives in which we are going through hardships and we look to them for the help and they're not there. 
But the good news is that you can look to God in your hard situation and God is going to be there. He's not going to leave you. He's going to be there. Are you looking to God now? Are you trusting in his faithfulness? Or as my good friend Dwayne said, are we trusting in the almighty dollar? We trust in the faithfulness of our God. He is faithful. He has always been faithful. He always will be faithful. In fact, he was so faithful that me and you kept running around sinning and sinning for so long and God never gave up on us. And he came and sent somebody to us to preach the good news and he snatched us out of hell. Because he is faithful, not because we are good, because he is faithful to us. David knew of the God's faithfulness. Let me refer you back to one story about David. And I'm sure that as soon as I say the scripture, many of you are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. How about 1 Samuel? How about 1 Samuel chapter 17? 1 Samuel chapter 17. The, the, the verse I want to highlight is verse 37. But I think I should continue to read on a little bit more. David knew of the faithfulness of his God. He relied on the faithfulness of God. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 37, 1737, it says, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. Here we got. Here's the circumstance. We have a guy that's over nine feet tall. And he's Raring every single day. In fact, for the last 40 days has been coming out and defying and challenging the people of Israel. And many, including King Saul himself, have begun, the Bible says, to begin to fear. And they began to back up. They began to look at this challenge they had before them and see how big the challenge was. And they were backing up. But the Bible said a young lad named David went to bring some bread and some food at first. But David started to inquire about, hey, what's going on here? What, what is going to be the gift if somebody go against this guy? Nobody want to answer David because he's thinking, oh, I'm a small, insignificant guy. And David keep on asking, well, what's going to be the, what, what's going to be the prize for the guy who gets Deliver this guy. And, and the Bible say that King Saul, he, he began to hear David talking like this. 
he began to hear some confidence oozing out of David about the God in which they serve. And Saul said, come on. <laughs> and David so boldly declared that, hey, this big guy, he's going to go down today. I'm going to take him down today. I like David's spirit. See that even in this hard time for, for the Israelites, David didn't look at the circumstances. David did not blow up the circumstances and make the circumstances bigger than God. David looked at how big his God was and the circumstance became small. Oh, I'm telling you here today, people, whatever you are going through or whatever challenge that you may have that's resting in the future for you, don't look at the challenge, but look at how big your God is and he will take you up and over the challenge. Hallelujah. David says, God had delivered him when he faced lions, when he faced bears. What was David done? He was remembering the faithfulness of his God. He was remembering that, hey, God had given me victory over this guy. He gave me victory over this animal. He will certainly give me victory over this guy then. <laughs> I remember... Remember one time they, they had a had a sickness in my body, and I I had to I I had to play. I, I had to play in this game, and I had a sickness in my body, and I thought I wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be able to. To play, and believe me, you know how you all know how much I love basketball and how much I love to play. I was very depressed and very disappointed. But I had one sister that come to me and she prayed for me. She said, "Believe your God. Has He been faithful to you to bring you from out of Shreveport, Louisiana?" to carry you on up into Moscow, Idaho. Has he been faithful to you? And I said, you're right, sister. He's been faithful to me. Well, believe that he will be faithful to you now then. And she laid her hand on me and she prayed for me. And guess what? I had one of the best games of my season. I'm saying that to you because when we have a, when we're, confronted with different difficult situations in our life, we need to remember the faithfulness of God. Just like David, remember the faithfulness of God. When we're having challenging times in our life, remember the faithfulness of God. Second thing, Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Psalm chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your bed... Search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. David, in his prayer, remembered the faithfulness of God while going through a di very difficult and hard time. But he also said to the people, 
make sure while you're going through this difficult time that your attitude stay right. He says, in your anger, do not sin. (laughs) So some of these people were probably just like me. They started to get a little bit antsy and a little bit agitated that, God, this is too long. This is too long to be going through this. Just like many who are in the house of God today, they want God to be like this. They want to snap. They want God to move at the snapping of their finger. They don't command God like that. They need to make sure that our attitude is right when going through situations. The way, in other words, the way we look at situations in our life will determine our course of action as we go through them. That's according to Scripture. Remember the Bible says in Proverbs that as a man thinks, so will he be. If you think that this problem or situation is too big of a problem from God, we will act like that, and we will have a defeated spirit. But if we look at the problem and say, hey, I see this mound of a problem, but I'm going to believe that my God will help me, give me success in it. I'm going to believe that my God will take care of me. My attitude. Don't let a... My attitude... Uh, Don't let us become so critical in the midst of our situations. I believe many who are very critical today, I can guarantee you, if you trace back their life, you will find that they probably had a very difficult situation and they gave up in the midst of that situation and they became very cynical and very critical. Never seeing nothing to be right. David is saying, God against that. Even though you may be angry, don't give over to that. But keep uh, the, the attitude right before God. Keep the attitude as one, as seeing him as a great and awesome God, a loving God. Even though I may be going through a hardship, a hard time, I'm going to still keep my attitude right before him. The Bible tells us in Proverbs again, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it springs the issues of life. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. We're living in a time to where I I wish that there would be a program, and, and I think there are in some high schools, to where young people get a chance to go to third world countries and experience how much of a challenge it is. See, we have it very easy, and we have become so comfortable, and we asking, we ask, as soon as a little trouble come our way, we begin to pout and complain to God. 
and we lose trust in him and we lose hope. That's exactly what happens when we become very critical. When we don't watch our attitude, we become people who lose hope in our God. And when you lose hope in your God, you're eventually going to walk away from God. I believe that through these challenges times that are in store for the church, many will depart from the church. Many hearts will grow cold because they become very cynical of how, why would God let me go through something like that? We need to guard our heart. We need to guard our minds. Watch our minds. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, I believe verse 8, the Bible says that, brothers, this is how you stop from being, becoming very critical. This is how you keep your mind right. The Bible says that whatever is pure, whatever is of truth, whatever is noble, all of those good things, the Bible says, let your mind dwell on those things. Why? Because when we let our mind dwell on those things, we're going to keep a spirit of love even in the midst of our difficulty. So when society is going crazy and people are reacting to their hardships and the hard times and so forth, we can still rejoice in the middle of our time. People are going to say, what does that person have? I need whatever they got. We need to have a right attitude. We need to have an attitude like the cowboy. Let me tell you a funny story about a cowboy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> there was a cowboy who <laughs> he had a he had a tractor. I mean, his truck in the trailer, and in the back of his truck, he had his pet dog, and in the trailer, he had obviously a horse. And the cowboy was out on the country road, and just driving, and he took one curve too fast. And the tractor trailer rolled over and so forth. And eventually, the police officer came, and he began to check out the scene. And this police officer obviously was a lover of animals. And he began to check out the scene. So as he walked around, he saw, the ho- he saw the horse first, and he saw much the horse is in pain and the horse is suffering. So he took the revolver, put the horse out of the misery. He kept walking around. He seen the, the dog, and he just could not bear to see the dog whining and out of pain and suffering like that. So he took a revolver and put the dog out of misery. And then there was, he walked around, he said, well, somebody got to be driving this car. So he finally hears this cowboy in the weeds. Oh, oh. And the cowboy had had a few fractures and so forth. So he walks around to the cowboy and he says, hey, are you all right? And the minute the cowboy seen that revolver in his holster, the cowboy said, I'm fine now. 
how we look at our circumstances. It's how we look at our challenges in life. Cowboy happy that he's living. <laughs> it's how we look at our challenges in our life. We need to be the ones who examine our attitudes all the time. Don't allow ourselves to become very critical. But keep a spirit of love. Keep a spirit of love in our hearts. Keep meditating on God's word. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, that God gives us a, a glimpse at how important love is in our life. I can tell you for sure. In fact, I, I just had an a uncle who passed away just this past Monday. And when I talking to his uh, daughter, and his daughter really, she obviously really loved him very much. And this has been going on for about two years, just the suffering. And she talked to me, and she says, I know what daddy's going to be at. He's going to be home with the Lord. I just got to do my very best to keep my heart right and to keep walking in love. I said, wow, I'm not there yet. I want to get there, but I'm not there yet. And I thought, here's the right attitude. I can believe that. It probably wasn't like that when they first started to see the signs of cancer and so forth. But I believe that over the course of time, I believe God shown himself to be very faithful to her. Shown shown himself to to have her keep, keep her heart and attitude right. Therefore, she can continue on in love. We need to be the same way. Even though our hardships are difficult, still walk in love. Last thing I would like to say in closing is that you can see in Psalms 7, verse 7 and 8, David said, You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. You can see clearly here that David says, let's trust in the faithfulness of our God. Keep our attitudes right. And then David says, give our situation over to God. Let's give it over to God. He says, the Bible says that David, God, you, just to know you, God, just to know you, It's much more than the grain and wine. Just to know you, God, is much more than anything else. God, as long as I have you, I don't care what is going on around me. I don't care what is happening in my life. Just as long as I have you, God. And he says in verse 8, I will lie down and sleep. I'm not going to worry about this situation so much. I'm going to hand it over to God. 
a lot of people know God as someone who can help them in situations, but a lot of people are not willing to hand their situation over to him, willing to trust their own ability and their own strength and so forth. We need to trust God. It's almost like a time when someone, a guy who is actually a sports, uh, who was a radio announcer from the University of Idaho, he says to me, and he starts talking to me about basketball, and he has never played a day in his life. Well, instantly, I wanted to say to him, what, what, can, you, what, what can you tell me here, you know? <laughs> I'm saying that, I'm simply saying that just, just because we may be very good in the area in life, may be very good in counting money, very good in making decisions and so forth. But when it comes to giving a situation over to God, we understand that we may be good in that area, but God is better. So we give it over to him. We give it to him. The Bible tells us that we as the people of God, it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, cast. All your cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. When you run into that situation, cast that care upon the Lord. And know that he cares for you. We said in 2 Corinthians, last scripture that I'll read for today. 2 Corinthians, and we will read chapter, in, 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 in chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll start from verse uh, 8. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For I am weak, then I am strong. Cast your care upon the Lord and know that his grace (laughs) is sufficient for our every need. We can give it to him because of his grace in our lives. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all of your people. And God, uh, again, as I said before, not trying to use any scare tactics for your people, but the truth is, of the matter is, we will. We will face challenges in this life. We will face hardships in this life. But God, we want to be the people who are ready for them, God. And Lord, who would rely on you to 
Help us to overcome them, God. Father, we pray that in the midst of our hardships, God, that we would be able to keep knowing that you are a faithful God. We will remember your faithfulness, oh God. And Father, that in the midst of our trials and hardships, God, Lord, we will not become very critical people. Lord, we will go through it with the right attitude, God. One that trusts you, one that knows that you love us, and you will take us up and over our challenges, oh God. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, as we remember your faithfulness, watch our attitudes, and God, I pray that we would also be ones, God, who would give our situation over to you, Lord, and trust that your grace would help us through it, oh God. Father, I pray for every single one of us. Lord, that we will not leave this place today in fear of what is to come. But God, that we will leave this place today in confidence that knowing that whatever is to come, God, that we can trust our God to see us through it. Oh, Father, we bless you today. And we give you praise today. spirit that I really need to pray and agree with some people today who may be going through some hard times or you may be on the other side of that challenge but God has brought you through it. I want to pray with you today. I want to pray for anyone in this building today that don't know Jesus. As I said today, Jesus has promised us that we will not be able to skate around this hardship, but he has promised us that he will be with us as we go through. So I want to pray for you today, if you don't know Christ, that you may know him. stand to our feet.
different places. This moment I'd like to dismiss you. But I'd like to also again open this opportunity for anyone that'd like for me to pray for you. Sing that, that song once more, Ben. 